Everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. Welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for me. May, may, may. I know a song with so many words in the title. Whether it's polyester cojones, I don't know. It could be a polytechnic corridor. Is, is it Andy or John? No, it's Steve Tudor. He's a caddy bag of Tudor. From what? Polyhedron Collider, <laughs> I've got the absolutely amazing, the absolutely fantastic, the the man who is a linchpin, the man who creates words and joy out of nothingness and keeps the uninformed well informed, and he just keeps those dice going. It's uh, Steve Tudor. Hello, Steve. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even follow that intro. I think that, like, who you're talking about? Because I don't. Think that's me. <laughs> I just, you know, it's kind of like, it's quite hot in here. I should have had a drink. I've been sweating. It's not, yeah, I'm the it's same. It's not good look. I don't know what it is. I didn't know exactly when I ever turned into like wet, kind of, not sweaty man, but wet man, as in there's a slightest touch of heat. Because we went to April into May and all of a sudden it's just like, I've just, I'm sitting in my room when it used to be dark and now it's light and I'm just like going, I feel like I'm about to go into court. Don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, it's, slight, it's, it's suddenly gone there. Slight, I've got this, slight. Yeah, it's like. It's quite, I think it's quite humid. I think that's what it is. Everything's just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's close, sultry. Yeah. As they would say on Throw Mama from the Train. Classic <laughs> film. Um, how are you doing anyway? I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. End of show. Oh, there we go then. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> um,. You've been, um, you're the, the thing I like about you guys, because we'll get into various stuff, and I don't want to continually talk about the current situation, because I keep talking about the current situation, but you're kind of like, you're consistent, and you kind of keep on going all the time. It's There's a lovely consistency, and there's always content, and there's always a, a kind of a podcast um, kind of coming out from yourselves. And has that has that changed at all of late? I mean, are you, are you playing... Uh, some people are saying they're playing an awful lot less games, but I know you play a lot with uh, your good lady. So. Yeah, we. I would say I definitely am playing less games at the moment mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, my wife does enjoy board games, but there's only a certain subset of board games she likes. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like the other subset, I like you. Know, I play with friends that I can't get to right now. I mean, one of the main guys I play with actually is uh, had a. He had a kidney transplant not very long ago, so he's on one Whoa. of these, you know, do not step outside of your house for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> Don't even look at people, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, 
so my kind of regular gaming has kind of fallen apart and it means that what I'm playing is a little bit different to what it was. And it's definitely less, definitely less to what it was a few weeks back. Are you playing the more simple stuff then? Or um, no, that's that that's insulting because no, no, that's no, kind no. of... Well, actually, no, because my wife actually quite likes complicated games, but what she doesn't yeah. like is any feeling that she's no longer in control. So she doesn't like too many dice rolls or too, many random, too much randomness. Yeah. So she likes a game where... Well, basically, my wife is very competitive, and my wife likes any game... You should probably name your wife. Amanda. Amanda's my wife. Equal. Yeah. So Amanda... <laughs> so yeah. Amanda likes any game where she can beat me fair and square and not... You know, I can't blame my victory on the dice, basically. Because I met, I, met um, I met you and Amanda, and I met uh, John. I didn't meet Andy, because obviously he had... Um, Car issues. Car, car, car adventures, <laughs> <laughs> and we played and we played villainous. Yeah, and that was nice. And then I didn't go aircon this year, and that was that was that wasn't too good. Um, but what have you been playing? What you been getting to the table recently? Uh, I must admit, I said not much. What seems to be happening at the moment is we seem to be playing as a group. We're playing a hmm. lot more RPGs. All right. Okay. We've been playing Dungeons and Dragons over Roll Twenty for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've all kind of found, uh, and I was basically running two groups at the same time, so I was running two groups of four people. Yeah. And they were split. So if you if you listen to Polyhedron Collider, uh, Andy was in one group, and John and uh, Rory were in another. Mm-hmm. And what's happened? We've come to the end of that, and now we found basically as soon as kind of lockdown kind of came in, and everyone was sitting at home, everyone was like. Any chance we can squeeze another game in? <laughs> so it's like it went from one day a week to two days a week, and I can't, we're kind of continuing on that trend now. We're going to try some other systems. And are you are you doing the GM and stuff? Are you splitting it between? We're, tr- we're trying to split it at the moment because previously yeah. I was doing all the GMing, uh-huh. but we're we're kind of resetting. So Andy's running a game, my friend Paul's wow. running a game, and I'm going to run a game as well. So. I can't imagine Mr. Lewis running a game. That's <laughs> he's, he, he's, does, he, he has does, been quite vindictive in the past. I he, can just imagine him shouting at people and going, I'm stupid. Going, and, you idiot! And then giving them a slap across the back of the head. One of the beauties is, if you read him, you can, turn, you can see him biting his tongue, trying not to say <laughs> you're idiots. <laughs> It's just a level of sarcasm. It's like, do your sarcasm check. It's like, isn't that constitution? It's like, I'm making the rules. It's a sarcasm check. And it's like, who's that against? It's against me, the DM. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so what, what what kind of systems are you playing then? What kind of stuff? So we've been playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. So uh-huh. we've, come up, we've just finished a massive two-year campaign. Well, two two-year uh-huh. campaigns of that. Um, so Andy's currently running another... D&D 5th edition game a friend Paul's about to run a Star Trek game and I'm about to run an alien game as in alien as in no uh, one in space as in Can yeah Ridley Scott's alien and aliens oh and, wow yeah and that's it so I, you, we, have, we haven't played it yet but that system sounds so much fun are you making up the are you making up like the scenario for that then do you decide if it's or do you do are you going to base it on like the first two decent films and <laughs> no, I've um, I've actually bought they they've the base. This is the really cool thing about it. You can either do yeah. um, cinematic or mm-hmm. campaign. So campaign is your typical campaign, which takes a while, and mm-hmm. 
Uh, it says like, and there's all the systems for leveling up and stuff like that. But it's mm. what it calls a cinematic, which is basically right. This is an alien movie in one game, oh. and you'd be lucky if everyone survived. You know, the whole idea, you, chances are only one player will survive this. So we're going to do one of them, and we're doing the first uh, pre-written one of them, which is called Chariot of the Gods, which is one that um, Free League have uh, made, which is kind of, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's based... No. Stylistically, it's based on the first Alien film, but takes mm. elements from some of the later films for the lore, and if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're doing like a role playing campaign, it'd be quite tricky to not have other people feeling a bit left out if they didn't manage to get a bit gung ho. Mm. I guess well, you'd it, want kind of it, it more does people say involved. That, you know, if you're playing a short game, a short game is basically you're fighting off against an alien and you're going to get torn to pieces. And then mm-hmm. the longer campaign is more the kind of working against the company, you know, the old cor- corporate espionage and corporate nastiness going on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you could actually have you can actually have the. Is it Whalen Jutani representative there having his own kind of secret agenda? Well, that is exactly what it has, actually. Um, oh. The game, every player has their own secret agenda. That's so cool. So, like, uh, the, the Whalen Jutani rep will have, you know, bring the alien back to Earth for study. And, like, the uh, the rigger will have, you know, make sure we've got enough money. The, the, yeah. the equivalent of Ripley will be we all need to get home safe. You know, uh-huh. it, it, everyone's got this little agenda. And what you do is you get, it, rather than experience points, you get these like story points, which allow you to get bonus dice in between sessions, which is really quite that cool. That's amazing. I'd always like to see, um, and I don't know if this would ever happen, I'd always like to see the crossroads system from Dead of Winter used in something like that. Because mm. I think that would be pretty cool, the kind of the traitor mechanic and not what they're fighting off against and stuff. But I think, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that whole dead of winter kind of IP now, but that sounds amazing. So do you, I mean, as you tempted to go out and actually get the little alien figurines and stuff, do you get stuff like that in the actual pack or is um, that you, or are you stick, are you nicking stuff from Nemesis? Well, what then? we'll be doing is we'll be, cause we play over roll 20. So we play over the All internet. Right. Uh, Cause about, God, is it three years ago now? Three years yeah. ago, me, John and Andy used to all live with about a mile of each other. Yeah. Yeah. About three years ago, I moved away, so I'm now like 35 miles away. Um, A year after that, consider it. Yeah, (laughs) a year after that, Andy moved away, and Andy moved basically like an equal distance away. So there's like a perfect triangle between me, John, and Andy in location. So we suddenly, it was about two years ago, I said, "Oh, let's give this roll twenty go, go see if we can actually get it to work and play a role playing game over the internet kind of thing." Yeah. Well. Yeah, it was supposed to be just a trial, and it ended in the two-year campaign. So, gives you an idea of how it. well it goes. <laughs> I've tried it. No, I've I tried. Um, I had a, a kind of a, a stall campaign. I played Roll Twenty quite some time ago, and it was it was really easy. Mm. It was really it was really easy if you had a good uh, DM, and we had a good DM. So you needed somebody to almost guide you through the software as you were using it. So that was really, you know, I, I kind of really, I really liked that. And then we could kind of, you could drop all the number crunching and you could actually get into the, the kind of the role playing side of things, which was, which was pretty, which was pretty kind of smart. Yeah. So do you have, because I'm interested, are you then able to import kind of graphical assets into Roll20 then yeah, to represent just, the different characters? Yeah, just load up images. 
So, really? yes, yeah, so oh, you, you've cool. got images you can upload to character sheets. So if you want a little picky of your yeah. uh, of your character, throw that yeah. in. And then you can load in maps. And it's actually got a, this little graphical system where you've got different uh-huh. layers. So you've got a map layer yeah. and you've got token layers. And you've even got a little hidden GM's layer as well you can use to put secret information in. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you're gonna are you gonna like Nick Sprites from Alien Breed? I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yes, I remember Alien Breed. God, when was that? Um, I, I was still in school when Alien Breed came out. That so was, that's gonna be um, ninety something or other, isn't it? Ninety five, maybe ninety six, ninety I know I was probably maybe even before that. Maybe ninety three, ninety four. I don't know. It was a long, long time ago and I remember it being a uh, top down. Yeah. Going about a ship. Like Gauntlet chasing after the aliens. aliens wasn't it? Oh, well, yeah. I can't... Who was it? Was it Team 17 that it was did Team it? Team 17, yeah. Because I remember... Yeah. I don't even know what happened to them. They did it. They, they were like kind of like the Amigas version of Ocean Software at the time. Because Ocean Software just used to release one banging game after another on the Spectrum. And, yeah. Uh, and then Team 17 just seemed to be able to do no... Are you checking it? I'm checking Please it now, yeah. I'm it. checking it. Man looks yeah, up thing on the internet, yeah. Well, they made yeah. um, worms, didn't they? And I think they lived off worms yeah, for like the the rest of their lives kind of thing. Oh, I'm looking at what yeah. they've released recently and I don't recognise a single game. No, no. I think, well, they hit, they think they hit worms and that was it. And they then oh, just like... They did do Overcooked. According to oh. this. According to, the, according to their website, they did Overcooked. Now, Overcooked is a lot of fun. Overcooked is currently sitting on my PlayStation 4 because in the in the current situation where we can't go out and about and stuff like that, mm. um, my uh, my lovely wife is um, taken to kind of getting a bit more kind of oh I'll, I'll give that I'll give that a kind of a shot. So um, last time I noticed her and my son were playing Rocket League, <laughs> just local <laughs> version. <laughs> On the PlayStation 4, so I thought, oh, Overcooked. So the Overcooked, I think, was a a plus game quite recently. So I think that's sitting yes. on the, I think that's sitting on the, uh, sitting on the menu ready to kind of play, which is kind of, kind of, kind of looking forward to it. Um, I've managed to myself. Uh, we've been playing because my son's only seven. We've been playing a little bit of My Little Scythe, and we've been playing a little bit of Flip Over Frog, and. Um, what else? Flying Goblin as well, and Flying we also. Flying Goblin, what's that? Flying Goblin is really kind of um, it's like a dexterity game where the box itself is like the major component. It's kind of like got a cross grid of like sixteen different compartments, which if you imagine just like a, I don't know. Like um, it's just like a box. It's like a box, and it's separated by like bits of long cardboard, which separate the things into sixteen different compartments. And in the middle, there's a big, huge cardboard tower that sits there. And you put a little plank on top. You put a king on top. But your idea is, you get these beautiful kind of, and all the components are really solid. You get this solid kind of seesaw thing. You put like a wooden meeple, like a goblin meeple, and the idea is you catapult this goblin into one of the compartments and based on what compartment it gets into that's the reward you get so you get like coins or you get diamonds or you get sent back to the recruitment camp and the idea is you build up your coins to buy bigger goblins and other goblins the idea is to either 
collect lots of diamonds and that allows you to win or you've got to build yourself like a little totem mm. but everything is everything is played within the box so you get thieves you can buy which you have to place on kind of little cardboard roofs but if somebody knocks off if somebody knocks your thief off or knocks your tower down or something like that then you lose it you have to you know you have to take them away and you can take that's just it's it's not it's not deep by any way shape or form but it keeps them keeps them happy but the other one was trying to get them into was um my little scythe which is i don't know if you've it's um (laughs) what's it gonna say you know who scythe had this issue with folk thinking it was a mech game and then when they got it to the table they thought it was. They found out it was actually a resource. Yeah. It was kind of like I, a resource gathering, resource managing type game. Yeah, I, I thought that. I thought it was going to be some mech combat game, and yeah, then you get yeah. it, and it's like, all right, so basically, I've got to get this resource to get this, yeah. this resource to get this. Yeah. Where do my mechs fight? <laughs> and then you realise that the the bite the the fight is basically, you know, folk holding how many fingers am I holding up behind my back yes. and then going I've got more fingers than you <laughs> so I win so my little scythe is almost a case of uh, right we're no <laughs> there's no kind of subterfuge about it if you've played scythe you then realise that what you're expecting with my little scythe so you get in it and you're basically you have pie fights and you're all meant to be friends <laughs> so you've got these lovely gorgeous miniatures that actually look better than the um in some ways look better than the Scythe miniatures because they're not trying to be serious. It's these cutesy kind of chibi animated kind of anime kind of looking characters. They look absolutely fantastic. Really thick acrylic kind of apple tokens, huge beautiful blue gems. And the idea is you go about and you've got to like either get into a pie fight or upgrade two of your... Because it just plays like Scythe. You put your stuff down, you're allowed one action and then the next time you've got to do a different action. But if you play like a certain card you can upgrade either your move action or your gather action so your gather action is basically you roll some lovely dice everything's lovely in it it's all just <laughs> it's the it's like somebody went with it is kind of um it's richard hammond in jurassic park you know we spared no expense yeah and and you roll and you gather and you get like all these acrylic things except if if you pick a if you pick like a a resource to go into a space where your enemy is, you get like a friendship token and you can roll it up and then your battles are basically the number of pies that you have and it's just um, it's really fun but it doesn't do you know when you played Scythe, when I played Scythe, yeah, it was three hours (laughs) right It was three hours. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was three hours. Yeah. And then all of and then all of a sudden Somebody it just went, finished. Yeah. It just finished. Doesn't you know, that quite was go it. out of a bang, does it? It goes it out was of a like, <laughs> It was like star, 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 star. I've won. And then it's like, no, that's it finished. It's like I don't get a chance. I don't get to play my turn. It's like, no, you didn't. So um but my little scythe is it's kinda like um it's kinda like half an hour to forty five minutes. But when it finishes it's cool because it's meant to be played with younger, younger, <laughs> younger kids. Yeah. So by that time they're kind of getting to the point where they're a little bit bored already. So it doesn't kind of overstay his welcome. So, Steve, if the question that you're asking is, is it better than Scythe? Yeah. Then the answer is. That sounds like it's a yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> I don't mean, you know, I kind of, you know, if somebody said to me, "Do you want a quick game of My Little Scythe?" I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, you want a game of Scythe?" It's like, oh. 
It's such a big board. It is a really, I mean, they still <laughs> replicate in such a big board. But the scythe board, I remember having to, I don't know if when you played it, you had to have like, you know, if you oh, played it at a convention, it, you're it, fine. It's, but it's got the, um, it's that double-sided board, isn't it? Where it's got like a, a standard-sized board. <laughs> you flip yeah. it over and it's got the, um, the, 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 the origins, we need a glasses side of board, which has got the bigger hexes, which you need the extension for to make it into the full-size board. And you need the extension in the table. It's like you when you get, you know, it's like when you have your grand round for Christmas dinner and you've got to pull the... You know, you've got to pull the dining table apart yeah. and take the extra bit of wood. Well, I, I, I'm noticing that more and more, down. actually. Um, it's, it's the growing phenomenon of the embiggening of games, I'm finding. <laughs> and we bought, a, we bought a decent-sized table for our kitchen. And um, when we first had it, it was like, yeah, this is brilliant. This is large. Yeah, we can fit all our games on it. And the amount of games yeah. recently, which I've laid out and gone, this only just fits. I mean... I, you can probably see it over my shoulder because you can see all the you know, game shelf. Yeah, but on Mars, yeah. just there. Yeah. On Mars, I'm quite literally, has no spare room. So if That's you place ridiculous. the board down and then place the player boards, it takes up the entire width of the table. It, like, everything is touching. And you think, there's parts of the board you think this could have been a smaller board. You know, you could have easily knocked yeah, 10 centimetres off the length and the width of this, and it would have made no difference whatsoever. <laughs> Well, to be perfectly honest, my little scythe, I mean, the hexes are probably about three and a half inches across. So you could lay this thing down, and if you got bored, because I've got different coloured areas, you could probably have a pretty good shot of playing Twister on it, because it's a fair... <laughs> It's a fairly big, it's a fairly big size board, you know. You're kind of like, it's huge because we look at it, put it on the table, and I was like, "There's no." It's one of these things that's like you can't get three players round it comfortably because yeah. you know if it's two players, you're kind of pushing it to the side. Charterstone's kind of similar. The the Charterstone board isn't much kind of is 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 smaller, but once you get all your components on and all your other stuff, it's you know you're talking about. A, a fair number of um but, I don't know what tapestry's like if tapestry's oh, ta- tapestry's like a, even worse because tapestry you've got a big main board and uh, then you've got your, your little board where you place your cards. Wow. And then you've got this secondary board which is where you build <laughs> your houses, which is where all the all, all the pretty elements go in this one little board which is pushed off to the side. It's like your side table, you know, it's where you put your bread roll, you know, ready for your soup. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, end up as a passing trolley goes by and go and take that with you. <laughs> Can't eat it so anyway. It, it, but it's celiacs. It, yeah, it's just like it's one that it is. It's, it's another game which just it's got the board, then it's got this minor board, then it's got your player board, then your second player board. And like, yeah, because yeah, because then if I remember, like say, um, viticulture, viticulture wasn't that bad because the main board was. This was back in the day where. I don't know what Jamie was doing. He was like being sensible. This sounds terrible. Like we're just <laughs> ragging on him, but you know. He's the nicest guy in board games. He's got to take uh, it off with it's a smooth. Not ju- I say it's not just Jamie. I've got, it isn't just I've Jamie. Got play- I've got several games where you look, you put the board out on the table, and you think, "Why? Just like, what? <laughs> what? What? Just a I didn't. Need- what was the? What was it? What was the recent? What was the recent? I'm trying to see. What was the recent game I was looking at? Life Form. Hmm. Oh my goodness. I've I've not played that one yet. I know Andy's got it. You can fit your car on it, it's huge. <laughs> it's like he's a representation of a spaceship, oh, you think? Just a representation, then. Just a representation, like the one-by-one skills, like the FTL. Yeah. It's like FTL on a billboard monitor. It's huge, it's like unfolded the board, it kept going. <laughs> kept going. It's like one of those Rubik's Magics, remember that? We used to oh, fold yeah. it into different things, and yeah. go, look, rainbow. 
it was like that. It just kept on folding. I expected it to keep going. It must have been about it's, this thing is about three and a half, four foot long. So I don't know. I guess it's <laughs> I guess it's because well, we're taking enough space in your shelves. We might as well take up enough uh, enough space on your table, which was you know which is quite good. One of the ones that um, <clears throat> and I don't know if you've seen this, if you've managed to play any of the the Funko Pop games. No, at all. I've not. I keep hearing bizarrely good things about them. I'm trying to avoid them because I'm trying to avoid Funko Pops because that seems like a, a black hole which can swallow me whole. So they're um, they're surprisingly um, very simple to play, mm. and they're also surprisingly good fun. And while I kind of hate the whole kind of having massive amounts of plastic in my collection, so generally minis games don't appeal to me. These Funko Pop things, it's like, you're like going, yeah, okay, so what could I have? Well, I could have a, I could have a Jurassic Park, and it's like, oh, that'd be cool. So you get Jurassic Park, so you get like your little Jeff Goldblum, and you get your little Raptor, and you get your T-Rex, and you get your Laura Dern, and you know, and then it's like, well, what could be better than that? And it's like, the Golden Girls. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, of course. And you know they've got handbags and cakes. It's um, and it's really fun because it is a skir- it's a skirmish game. I mean, you're going out to kind of knock people out and take them out and use special attacks and everything like that. But it's one of these things that's like um, it's it remind. This is going to sound strange, but you remember how Mechs versus Minions was was it was again a Richard Hammond game. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I spared yeah. no expense. And I just, you know, you get the impression with these Funko Pop games that that's what they've done. They've kind of like, well, how much how much is that going to cost? It? And they've gone, well, it's going to cost, you know, it's going to cost £12 a unit or whatever. £12 a board. Oh, well, well, that, well, how much if we get that? Well, that's going to take it up to, you know, 18. And they're like, well, well, we don't care because as long as we're shifting tons of this, we can get, you know, we can buy them. So it's kind of, it's kind of pretty, it's kind of pretty cool. Um, in terms of, because, in because ter- I know you guys review games, um, but have you noticed a kind of a downgrade in the desire? I'm probably speaking to the wrong member of the team here because I should be speaking to Mister Lewis. Um, but has the kind of the acquisition, kind of delight of acquisition? Have you, have you found yourself buying less, Steve? Guys. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, I have. I found myself buying quite a lot less, actually, and I know um, both Rory and John are both buying less. I know yeah. that Andy isn't, because uh, Andy <laughs> has no willpower and no sense of scale. It was quite, it kept fascinating. You missed Aircon, but there was there was a great bit when um, Andy's girlfriend bought uh, the expansion to Tiny Towns. All right, and. Uh, was a bit disappointed by the kind of cost to value ratio. You know, she looked at it and went, you know, there's £25. There's basically one deck of cards in here. Yeah. Um, and within 10 minutes later, Andy had spent like 160 or 150 quid on what? new games or something like that. It was so ridiculous. He just went to one shop and went, well, like, look at that. And before we knew it, he just had this like big stack of the room. Boom. It's like, yeah, that £25 for that one game doesn't seem so bad. It doesn't seem so bad now, does it? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you buy that um, movie rental from Amazon Prime for three pound forty nine? As he's walk walking away, Star Wars box set seventy quid. You've been speaking to my wife. 
<laughs> that's the kind of thing I do. It's like, what I, do you mean you spent I, that three pounds on that? Oh crap! I'm back to Kickstarter this I'm month. I'm still didn't doing I? that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like we need new shelves. Shelves, shelves. There's a perfectly good tree outside. Let's chop it down and make our own. And here's me like looking at kind of like new webcams and stuff like that, and it's going well. You know, it's an invest. It's an investment. Investment. Yeah, that's what it is. It's an investment. It's an investment. Um, but yeah, I mean, have you? Are you still? Is there anything still kind of catching your eye? I mean, there's um, been some decent Kickstarters about. So yeah, have you dumped, jumped so, in there. Um, as you said, I have been buying less. I think there's a few things affecting that. Um, mm. but yeah, it does mean that I'm a bit more wary about back in some of these fancy kickstarters i must admit um the ones that really caught my eye recently and it's a little bit a bit while back now was the old um oath sworn into the deep wood mm-hmm. game yeah 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 yeah. And that one that was the last big one i really backed that kind of went yeah i'm going in on that one i'm like you know that that's mine i've got my name stamped on that bad boy <laughs> 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 did you what do you think about the Simon thing and and or is it come what are they calling themselves? Oh, come on, they, they, want, they want us to call them, yeah. <laughs> do they realise the connotation of that? That realising that they are technically the third last song that's ever played at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and for all our American oh. listeners out there, Google "Come on, Eileen" by Dexy's Midnight Runners, and you'll understand that at some point, usually round about 11.35 at night in a wedding reception, somebody staggers up to the DJ and goes, Got any cover, And then everybody proceeds to dance whether they like to or not. But, and yeah. everybody does this, does the kind of the quick stamp on the ground when it comes up to the drum fill at the um, end, because um, that's yeah. the law. And as you say, whether they like it or not, because there'll be an auntie who will be going around <laughs> dragging everyone who's sitting down, you know, Absolutely. perfectly happy, sitting on my ass. Thank you very much. No, you're exactly. going to get up and dance. You're boring exactly. not dancing. No, no, I bloody <laughs> hate dancing. Just leave me be. Just leave me alone. Leave me alone. But then come on, Eileen comes on, everybody gets up. It's the law. It's the law. Yeah, I think it is. I it's think it's in there. It's the law. Did you look at Ank? Speaking of aunties, did I you look at Ank? I did actually Anx? back Ank. Did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was wondering where to take my um, pledge back to a pound uh, mm. and then forgot. <laughs> <laughs> made a mistake, Governor. Um, but I've made You're a decision with uh, Simon Games because I also backed uh, Bloodborne. Because oh. I'm glutton for punishment. You know, third time's a charm. You know, Dark Souls was twonk. <laughs> the Bloodborne yeah, card but... game was meh. And so the Bloodborne board game, yo, it's going to be great. Surely it's going to be great. <laughs> please, please. You realise you could actually just buy the original video game for about seven ninety nine at the moment yeah. on the PlayStation 4 and just relive it that way. I, I, well, yeah. Um, you know, so, but I made a decision when I came to that one. I said I wasn't going to back any of the add-ons. I decided to do that. I'm going to just get the base game, and that's more mm-hmm. than enough because I've got a shelf full of add-ons and expansions, which are just not. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a Mansions of Madness expansion there, which is still sitting in shrink wrap, and I think it's been there two years. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you? No, but did so? Did you do that with Bloodborne? Then did you yeah, not? I got back- blood, I got I backed it, but just went for the base level. But that was one. I I've found them a bit more of a. Um, a quandary on these games than I used to be. It used to be a case of, yeah, that looks cool, I'll back that. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, it's more yeah. like, uh, do I want it? Will I play it? Uh, will I, won't I? Kind of thing. And I just, I I had an issue and um, I've spoken to come on about it. Well, I, I 
kind of scream at them in DMs until they block me. <laughs> but, um, you know, my issue with the Bloodborne thing was the fact that there was too many parts of that game that were integral to the actual video game itself that were optional buys that were exclusive yeah. to Kickstarter. And, that, that and was I think you and me had a yeah. chat. I think you and me had a, a kind of did a, an offline chat about that, about kind of like, I just thought it was a bit kind of bare at the time, but you know, Ink, I'm sure it'll do fantastic. I'm sure it's done fantastically well, and I'm sure it'll do be fantastic fun and stuff like that. I've not, I don't know. I generally see these all these things as pretty similar to each other. I mean, I saw one today, and I was just like, oh, minis on another map, and I'm <laughs> and I just like it was um was it Sea Sequesters? And think you know, see, and it looks fantastic, and it mm. looks amazing. But I'm kind of looking for something. Something different, which is when Procyon came up, I kind of went, I'll jump on that. Mm. I, I think that's a, I think that's a big problem at the moment as well. Is a lot of games, unless you are one of these serial buyers, and mm. like, and one of these people who churns their collection, you know, turns it round and goes, "Well, I haven't played this in six months. Mm. Let's get rid of that." Mm. Um, I'm fi- personally finding that too many games are now too similar to another game I own. Yeah. And I'm finding it really difficult, which is, you mentioned earlier, we do reviews, so we you know, do reviews on the podcast, and we do written reviews on the blog, and the amount of games you play, and just kind of go, well, you know, it's like this other game, but this other game does it better, so... It's a bit different, but it's not enough to make you go, ooh. Yeah, I've seen that, and that's why, I don't know, I'm, I'm finding a lot of joy out of the kids type games or the games that are aimed at kids because they seem to have a simple a much simpler theme um, not a simple theme but a more straightforward theme not trying to big themselves up or anything too much yeah. and the mechanics in the game are really really simple mm. like as I say Flying Goblin or like Flip Over Frog which has become like the family staple you know um, which yeah it has become like Rory O'Connor thinks some, some kind of horrific shell and he runs hub games <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 you know, he, why do you keep talking about my game? I like your game. It's like I think it's one of the games that I think we've probably played it. It's one of the games that you know we've played it probably about twenty odd times, twenty five times since we got it, and we've only had it a couple of months. But it's just one of these games you just set up on the table, and everybody can have a can have a can have a shot of it. Mm. Um, so in terms of the coverage, are you are you still getting sent a few? Review copies? Are you getting asked? Is it? Is it kind we, of? We are, but I, I think it's gone down a little bit. In all honesty, mm. um, and it's not just kind of recently in the last kind of month kind of thing. I think there has been a bit of a downturn over the last mm. six months. But we are also rege- I say rejecting. I don't know quite the right word. Not taking on as much stuff as we were. Because, as I said, it's been difficult sometimes to actually get a game in regardless. No, no. And it sometimes feels like, sometimes feels you just want to play the game you want to play. And as you yeah, get no, that, no, no. Yeah. You, get that, you get that review game, that review game sitting on top of the shelf. You know, you've got a pile of games you want to play at the moment, that review game sitting on top. And sometimes it's just like, oh, that review game's just not exciting me. And it's just, you know, I'd rather talk about on, on the podcast something we're excited about and we can get some discussion and banter out of then talk about another Kickstarter where we all kind of go, oh, this Kickstarter game, what was it like? Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. 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 
especially when you get something you can go back to and you're kind of pretty excited about. It's like give me like give me like say the captain is dead, you know. Let me talk about that, or let me even. I mean, I mean, yeah. Let me talk about thing. You know, I'm just looking at my connection just now. You know, root. You know, wreck and ruin. You know, mm. all these games I played. You know, played them all. Dead Man's Cabal, all pretty. You know, all pretty fun. Wildlands, um, Mega Mega City Oceana. Oh, I played them all, and I'm kind of like, if I got them back to the table, I knew there wouldn't be that hour of long mucking about. Try to remind everybody of how yeah. the, the rules come, and folk can just kind of get straight in. And then I'm looking at like something, um, something called like say Hero's Path. Oh, you've got that bad boy as well, have you? <laughs> I'm just so. I'm oh, sorry, listeners. You cannot see the look on Richard's face at this point, which <laughs> mirrors exactly how I feel about Hero Path. I don't. I, I don't know. Do you know? A long time ago, okay, yeah, set the way back clock, okay. My mother was a determined but stubborn cook, okay. Now, for whatever reason, during during her younger younger days, and I don't know where this came from, but she must have caught food poisoning at some time. Mm. And since that day, she, until very recently, again. But I remember growing up, and she would cook everything within a, an inch of its life. And I remember the I remember the scene round the table. Now I must have probably been about fourteen years old. My brother was twelve, my youngest brother was probably about five or six, and she had cooked pork chops to the point where they were crunchy. <laughs> and we sat and she complained about the noise that we were making while we were eating. And honestly, it was like everybody was kind of like, but you had to get through it to the end because you knew on the other side of it, she was, you know, the dessert thing. This is really show made. Mint Viennetta had become oh, a thing. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And there was, and if you were, if you were really good, you got Biscuit Viennetta, which was what? just that. Bo- Biscuit, Biscuit Viennetta. I've missed out on something here now. Biscuit I? Viennetta was around and now it's gone now. It was, that, that was amazing. That isn't amazing. some weird Scottish thing, is it? <laughs> No, it's not because it was like walls, which okay. I believe is an internet. And I think I think they were an English firm at the time before they got bought over by Kraft, I believe. But anyway, that's a corporate thing, right? But the right, okay. But Hero's Path at the moment is very much like those crunchy pork chops, which I feel I'm having to chew through very, very slowly, and except. I'm not necessarily finding the vis- the biscuit Vianetta at the end of it. I'm just finding there just appears to be more crunchy pork chops. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, um, in fact, overdone, badly cooked pork chop would actually be a more <laughs> practical analogy. It's, um, uh, it, I don't know. It just feels like a game made by people who haven't actually played a game in 20 years. And so, or, or, or are completely oblivious to what's happening in the rest of the industry. And so you have a game where the rule book is bad. Yes. The game is boring. And then there's a point when I realized there was actually no point playing the game to its end. You basically might might as well try and finish it in the first round if you can. (laughs) Wow. I've tried, I mean, I've tried and I've sat down with everything in front of me. And I don't, and it sounds terrible, but there's some points where you just have to say to people, well, 
this kind of needs it's in its own bubble and it's a, such a passion project that it needed somebody to come in and say I've got a I'm going to prick your passion passion project <laughs> <laughs> just to give I don't know I don't mean you don't because it's terrible because you don't mean to be kind of bad about it but it's just like it's such it's a little bit of a slog mm. and I've yet to kind of do anything with it yeah, I, I mean, feel bad. I've only played it solo because it basically arrived the day before my office said work from home. Mm. So, and I, I spent my first weekend once lockdown started learning how to play that, and it really did feel like I feel like wasted my first weekend <laughs> of lockdown. <laughs> Setting this thing, up, it takes hours to set up as well because it's got these little weird. Um, the, the locations you visit are these little yeah. weird Toblerones. Yes, and yes, it's such a weird little. Um, icon so it's like these little two plastic cups which are a little triangular and then you get a mm. cardboard and you know fold it into this, this Toblerone shape this little you know cylindrical pyramid and then you stand them up and they take up huge amounts of room on the board and they look okay from a distance but they don't really do anything interesting with the game you end up with the dragon miniature which is the only cool thing there and then that yeah. was a bit that kind of got melted a little bit. We got hot watered. Because it was hanging uh, and I went, oh, I'll hot water it. And they went, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of got a little bit melty. It's fine. It'll be okay. But I don't know. Because I've got that and I've got an acrony sitting there. And this is what it's like. It's like, I can't really get an awful lot of people around. And I know I ideally want to kind of do something with an acrony because mm. it's a fantastic game. And the stuff that I've touched on... <clears throat> And try to learn that on the other side of things. Everything seems to be a lot more straight, kind of straightforward with that. Yeah. But I don't know. But have you, I mean, yeah, so are you, I, as I say, I'm lucky because we 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 work alongside, we work with Coiled Spring Games quite a lot. So yeah. they've, like, they normally, like, they've said, oh, you know, they, they do things like Bunny Kingdom. They do Talisman. John would, you know, have a fit <laughs> if he knew about Talisman. But, um, so I've just been saying, well, give us all the, the younger kids' games, and that's how we've been kind of creating stuff for that. Um, and obviously I'm kind of doing some stuff with Jamie Stegmaier as well. But um, I don't know. Myself, I'm going to see how it goes um, personally. I don't hmm. know. I think in the long term, I mean, are you are you jumped on Tabletop Simulator at all? Yeah, we've been using a bit of Tabletop Simulator, a bit of um, Tabletopia. Hmm. As well. In fact, we actually, um, me and John were taken through a game of uh, Alley Cat Games latest last week All right. on Tabletop Simulator. So that was pretty cool. Uh, get having a go with that. And we played a couple of other games, played a bit of uh, Teotihuacan, playing Andy did the other week. Mm-hmm. A bit of role player, bit of odds, bit of some odds and sods, basically. Um, yeah, so we've been. Tr- I've been trying to get in a little bit of gaming with that because of that. And it also means I've been a bit more keen to try some of the little things out like i said we tried role uh, not role player the um the roller right from role player the cartographer's guild uh-huh yeah that was just one a game that i kept meaning to try and never got around to buying or seeing anywhere i just went oh sod it you know we're gonna learn it on tabletop we're gonna play it and everyone went all right then and then 10 minutes in we're playing a full game kind of thing cause that's a really nice simple roll and write style game but yeah managed to have a good uh, that was on that one's on tabletopia rather than tabletop simulator but yeah, I had a tinker with both. I I, th- I think um, I didn't mind them. 
I played um, I played uh, Prisma Arena on uh, Tabletop Simulator and got the developer kind of took me for a tour around it. And it was mm. easy to use. And I was just thinking, this must be taking like hours for them to kind of set it up and everything like that and get it going. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of pretty cool. Mm. I don't know. I'm just wondering about kind of long, long term. I mean, are you going to continue? I mean, if this continues and continues, I mean, are you looking at what's happening with the show or, cause, uh, I don't know. I, I, you seem I to be know. steady anyway. Um, we've slowed down a little bit. On episodes, mm. a wrap. At one point, we're doing two a month, and yeah. we've been finding that a little bit difficult anyway. Yeah, because um, one of the things we've always tried to do is try and get it so that two of us have played at least two of us have played the game. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then preferably one person hasn't. Yeah. So then two people can speak to you can have the discussion, and the third person can come in and ask the stupid questions that we're missing out. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exa- yeah, absolutely. Exactly. How do you win that game? Because you haven't mentioned yet. Oh, yeah, it's this. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's become a little bit more awkward because we can't play these games in person, and it does mean some things have been shuffled to the back, kind of thing. It's like you just mentioned. I, I, I got sent uh, my Tropia, which is on Kickstarter right now to review, and I'm looking at it thinking, I don't know when I'm going to play this. The Kickstarter's looming up, and I'm never going to do it in time. I think the best they're going to get is a couple of photographs on Instagram at this point, and that's going to be it. <laughs> but, it's just, uh, but that's the thing, isn't it? How, you, how do you create kind of other noise? If people are asking you to create yeah. kind of noise, how do you go about it? So, But we're, I mean, I'm doing kind of mucking around with videos and mucking around with doing a bit more youtube and doing a little bit more kind of instagram stuff and just something kind of slightly different just to Mm. do something different because i think a lot of people i've seen people are twitching i don't know if that's something that you would uh we tried that with the D &D because john was really keen on doing it and it's actually it's informed us a bit more about what we're doing in the future because one of the things the feedback we had the, the most was a lot of people don't didn't like Twitch because they couldn't be there at the time, so we put stuff mm. on YouTube, and then people were saying, "Yeah, but I want to listen to you play D and D while I'm at work, and work bans YouTube." Right. So, so we're gonna have a go up on it on the podcast at some point. All right, okay. So I, I, I I've probably spoken too soon. It's probably gonna do a trial of it, and it's not gonna work, and we'll completely forget I ever said this, but. That's one thing people have been asking for. So not board gaming. So this is more, again, this is RPG related. So we're going to try mm-hmm. it with that. But yeah, I, I unfortunately have the, the, the disadvantage. I live a bit in the middle of nowhere, and our internet connection is a, just just on the edge of being crap. It's mm-hmm. not quite awful. It works, <laughs> but it means for streaming, it's just not quite good enough. And it's also for yeah. YouTube. The upload speed on our internet is atrocious. You know, yeah, we do, I upload like a you know hundred megabyte you know, podcast episode once a fortnight. And I basically tell the missus, right, you can't use the computer for half an hour because I'm going to use... It just kills the internet connection. (laughs) So the thought of uploading a YouTube video at the moment just terrifies me. Wow. It's just like, that's why it's been like, oh, do you want this in an MP3 format or a WAV file? You'd be like that. Well, if if you tell me MP3, you'll have it in half an hour. If you tell me WAV format, it'll be next Tuesday. Sometime next (laughs) week, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much uh, it's, it's um, weird though because I got a lot I actually got cheap stuff but I got some of the stuff for doing videos as well I, I bought some yeah. cheap lighting I've got a decent camera I've got the 
tripod to put my phone on and a stand to put my phone on so I can do a camera and a, and a mm. phone kind of thing. And then looked at the internet connection and went, no, this is bonkers. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But then again... Are you just... Are you filming you using your phone then for the I, for videos? Well, I, I had a quick go at doing some stuff. So um, hmm. about oh god, what is it? Three or four months back now? Hmm. No, actually, it was last year. Sorry, about six months back. I had the random crazy stuff off board and dice. So every so often, I get an you know a board and dice package, and God knows what's going to be in it. And this hmm. one had a teddy bear inside. Oh yeah, I remember circuit. that. So I that was my first attempt at trying to record something proper. So I even I set mm. up the lights and I, with that I had two cameras. So I had a video camera from one angle and then my phone for like a close up. Yeah. So and then tried editing the two together. I thought, can I, will this work? You know, I'm, all the time I was actually thinking, can I do this for doing a board game review? You know, it was almost <laughs> like an experiment. So, it's so it's so difficult. Because I was like uh, looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking at webcams. So you try to get a webcam at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought my ages ago. The one I've got at the moment is like it, I was thinking of using that as well because it's a decent HD webcam. And I remember buying it from Amazon for mm. twenty quid. And like all of a sudden, yeah, no chance, pal. You're not going to get that for twenty quid anymore. I was just, yeah, I was just looking at them, and they're all, and they're all kind of like the exact same model as like the Logitech C90s. The sorry, mm. the C900s, but the C900s you just can't get them anywhere at all and I, there's one that I really really want which is like a razor one um, and it just looks it looks amazing but you can't get it for love nor money and I'm just wondering do I just rather than kind of going and going for really expensive tech do I just go out and buy like about five of these 20 quid webcams and just set them up in OBS and kind of like have multi-angles <laughs> so, so you know so I could do like jazz club when I'm doing a when I'm doing a board game review, you know what I mean, <laughs> and the pieces are acrylic, acrylic, nice, you know, and just have different <laughs> different angles. Now nobody can see me waving my arms like a <laughs> daft Scotsman looking like his Highland flinging. So that's just between me, me and Steve. Steve. I feel honoured. There you go. Not a problem at all. Um, so it's a play by ear situation. I think. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I, in all honesty, I will probably, regardless of the situation, I can't mm. see me doing as many reviews in the future anyway. No. Um, because as I get old, this is a weird thing. I found that my um, board game media output is uh, inversely proportional to like how content I am with my day job. So <laughs> my day job's doing crap. I'll, yeah. like, I'll I'll be writing more reviews and doing more board game media stuff. But when the job's yeah. going well, it kind of drops off, and I've kind of had like this little you know little uh, promotion recently, which made me a little layer above. And they go, well, if you carry on, you'll get another promotion. It's like well, if that happens, I don't know when I'm going to do any of these reviews because I used to no, do no. true work hours. I don't know what's going I know. on. <laughs> I know. And the other thing is as well, it's like I'm in the same boat. It's kind of like uh, you know doing the review stuff, doing the podcast stuff and everything like that was if job was kind of pretty stressful. And now what I'm finding is because I'm at home, if I need to take, if I'm just like going, oh, this is rubbish, Oof, I can just walk away in mm. the living room and then it can be in my, my, my place of tranquility and everything's fine. So in that case, is, I mean, let's face it, I'm getting up at, I'm getting up a couple hours later than I used to, and well, I'm, you know, finish at five, <laughs> well, get on the with thing. the dinner. I, I used you know? to, um, 
because I used to give, I, I commute into Birmingham every day for my day job. Mm. So I used to take my little, I've got an iPad with a keyboard attached to it. So I used to write stuff. I used to answer all the emails. I used to write yeah. reviews on that train journey in. Yeah. That's gone now. Instead, I am yeah, asleep during that time. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like I used to like go into work, kind of like be in work maybe like 20 minutes early. And that used to give me enough time to kind of like start editing. It was like 20 minutes, but then you had 20 minutes. Then you had lunchtime. Mm. So I was getting like 45 minutes to an hour of a podcast kind of edited in that time. Now it's now that's gone. I'm just like going, oh no. So either I need to, I need to get up really early in the morning and sneak downstairs. <laughs> you, you know, my son's coming down to see his father in a bathrobe. <laughs> You know, with a, laptop, a with a laptop on his lap, with headphones on, <laughs> clicking away, looking annoyed. You know, and I don't know if that's the type of vision that he that he kind of needs, you know. I just, you know, I just don't, I just don't think. Um, no, no. Um, for people who haven't, right, okay, so let's talk some sugar about your good selves. Okay, for people who are looking for um, some friendly chat and what you have what you do is fairly fairly unique and fairly unusual in that um and there's people that emulate you or try to emulate you and feel badly hello board game barrage um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't care they don't listen anyway well maybe one of them will listen they take turns listening but um you guys have been liking to kind of like the top gear of tabletop um Polyhedron Collider, for people who haven't listened, is essentially three or four gentlemen getting together, having a good chat about what they've been playing, games that they like, and more importantly, games that they don't like, what's happening in the industry, and it's always kind of honest, it's always kind of honest, it's always kind of reliable, it's fairly kind of dependable. There's none of this kind of, you're just saying something's good for the for the sake of it. Um, you obviously come across as absolutely despising Jamie Stegmeyer to within an inch of his life. <laughs> Um, some of you have acquisition disorders, that's pretty clear, but you're all kind of very friendly. It's kind of like listening to a group of guys that if you bumped into them down the pub, they'd be very, very friendly. So I was just going to say, if you haven't listened to them before or checked out Polyhedron Collider's content, get on it as soon as you can. But where can they find you? Where do you exist on the internet webs? It, well, search for Polyhedron Collider and uh, Google can do most of the work for you. Um, but if you're that, not that way inclined, we are on yeah. Facebook. Yes. We are on Twitter. Now, one of the things actually we did recently is uh, we've kind of split up the Twitter because previously it was just me. Because mm. before it was a podcast, it was me doing a blog. So originally Polyhedron Collider was just me. And then once we started to get the podcast going, it seemed a bit odd just me doing the Twitter and it being my personal <laughs> Twitter as well. So, <laughs> also, so the, the Twitter is um, is more kind of an announcement place now. You won't get as much chat there as you used to because it's mainly stuff where we're just saying like, oh, this is cool. We've seen this kind of thing or yeah. you know, a new podcast is out. Um, I can never remember the actual address for our podcast. I think it's libsyn.polytedrunkcollider, but I will double check that because <laughs> we'll I never it, actually we'll use it. it. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. We'll but put it in the show that's, notes. That's the main one. That's where the podcast is. But if you go to polyhedroncollider.com, yes. you can find it on there. Because we have we, awesome. we post up all the podcasts on there. Uh, it is polyhedroncollider.com. No, there. 
It is polyhedroncollider.libsim.com. There you go. There we go. That's where the podcast is. But it's in iTunes. It's in Stitcher. It's in... Oh, loads of Google Play and all them. Your, your you podcast can, platform of choice, basically. You can also find it if you search for things like uh, peripheral controller, polytechnic <laughs> colander. <laughs> I'm going to start putting them as tags, aren't I? I'm going to start putting them you on know, the podcast episodes. Photosynthesis colorific. <laughs> I mean, anything that starts with a PC in it is absolutely... The things that we've had in the past... You know, it's just fantastic. Um, what what I don't get, and this is a, a stupid thing that we ourselves are done, but we ourselves acronym it to PHC, and I don't know where the H has come from. Hedron. Yeah, don't but it's know, the same no, word. It's the same exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like that whole kind of educated gentleman gathering around a mic, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're all, all, all up to on, my ability to talk, I need more than our 10 pence in the machine to keep my voice going. Um, go to the internet webs and search for We're Not Wizards and you'll find us in all the various different places. Um, if you go to we'renotwizards.co.uk, you'll find our words. If you go to we'renotwizards.com, you'll find our podcast. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and Spreaker and Stitcher and Spotify and everywhere else as well. If you like what you've listened to, just tell somebody about us. That'll do. That's all we need. And that keeps us happy. Um, thank you very, very much for coming on. No worries. Mr. Tudor. It's been Always an a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Oh, you get Andy Lewis will be jealous. He'll be wanting to come on again. Oh uh, yeah, I, I did actually point out because we talked about Teletop Simulator really. He said, "Oh, do you want to play a game tonight?" Well, actually, I've got a word at Wizards. And it was just like this. Ooh, reply comes back, and I can imagine him saying it in the exact voice that he would have said it as well. <laughs> well, you just go off and do that then. Um, but there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Steve? Uh, no, apparently not. No wizards here. No Good, wizardry, sorcery, warlocky patrons or anything like that. Awesome. And the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Mr. Steve Tudor. So goodbye, sir. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Stay home. Roll sixes. Make something awful. Until the next time. Watch out for those multiple shapes colliding. Watch out for those multiple shapes colliding. It's a polyhedron collider. It's a polyhedron collider. By the by. There you go. <laughs> Wizard is never Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.